Hi, everybody. It's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. And I'm really thrilled to be talking with an osteopath. I've got Christine Fraser on the call today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's always great to connect. And on this podcast and in my YouTube channel, I'm really focused at sharing human stories. And what I want to encourage all of you listeners to do is just think about what does healing mean to me? And how can I explore avenues that work for me? Because what works for some one person may not work for another person. And to be honest, what works on a Monday for you might not work on a Tuesday for you. So it's this dynamic process of thinking, what do I need? What am I looking for? And how can I support myself to get that need met? So I thought it'd be really interesting to speak to an osteopath and get an osteopathic perspective. So Christine, yes. do, you want, do you want to maybe just talk through the listeners about how often in your regular day-to-day -day clinic you see people mention things like tinnitus, dizziness or feeling not quite right? Quite right. Yeah, perfect. So um, being quite frank with you, I probably trade between eight and 10 clients a day. And it's one of my stock standard questions, especially if you present with neck pain or headaches, that if you are feeling dizzy, are you feeling a little bit off center, lightheaded or a little bit foggy, not quite right? Um, and probably like eight out of those 10 will probably say, oh yeah, actually I have noticed that I've been a little bit lightheaded or I haven't been quite right. So yeah, super duper common in the clinic. Yeah. And what is the osteopathic role, do you feel, in your perspective, mm -hmm. to support people with those sensory impairments and sensory distortions? Yeah. So obviously, this is why I know you, um, finding out the reasons behind it, obviously the most effective ways to... Um, get them help for it if that makes sense mm -hmm. um and obviously i've been offering them i guess a little bit of consolence for lack of better better word that it is a quite a common condition and that there is different ways to work through it it's not just how life's going to be now if that makes sense yeah. um and then offering obviously that more body awareness so whether their neck and shoulders are tight whether their pelvis is out of alignment all these mm -hmm. kind of things they can impact obviously how the body is feeling and then obviously their awareness around how their body is feeling as well yeah, and I'm really curious because I've had another osteopathic friend who said one of her approaches was, look, I'm trained, especially in aligning this, this was her, not me. She said, mm -hmm. I'm trained in, you know, looking at the spine and any blockages in the skeletomuscular system. And so she said, I always try and free up and, and, you know, bring healing to those parts of the body that I can see are blocked. Mm -hmm. And then I check in with the clients, how has your dizziness or tinnitus responded to that? And if there's no improvement, then she's like, all right, well, I try and encourage them to, to, to look elsewhere. But I'm curious, how often does, you know, using osteopathic skills to generate healing in the body and unblock, you know, let's say lumbar, sacrum, pelvic or neck and shoulder blockages. Yep. Of those eight out of 10 clients, how many people would over the next month maybe say, look, I feel better? Yeah. Um, I've, personally found that I've had some quite good results that I might have say 70 or 80% say they feel better. Um, mm -hmm. In saying that too, I do notice some people, um, their dizziness may be linked to other things, other medical conditions that are separate from obviously where I'm helping. But yeah, after being better aligned, being more body aware, feeling freer and I guess looser, um, yeah, that I've had some really good results. And then similar to what your friend was saying, it's that if you're not finding that uh, being aligned, getting an osteopathic treatment is actually working for you, that 
okay, what else do we need to have a look at? Because that's where I guess I find I love being an osteopath is working with other professionals to get the best care, obviously, for clients when they come in. And help me understand, because I'm, I'm slightly naive in this, when osteopaths are, are helping to adjust the spine or whatnot, yeah. I know that can be very gentle, like literally just holding the body and not creating cracks or massage. Yep. But could you put in simple words what the science is behind that? Like, yeah. is it equivalent to having a, ro- a knot in a rope and like unknotting the rope? Like what's going on? Um, I guess I describe it as a position of ease. So when you go on a holiday that you like to be to go on, you feel mm-hmm. relaxed. And then this allows the body to relax, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when I feel a dysfunction, I call it a dysfunction, um, or a joint that's jammed or not moving, mm-hmm. this, this is a joint that is not on a holiday at all. So when you're assessing, so either moving it or doing those more gentle, subtle techniques, you're taking it to a position where it likes to be so ease on a holiday, and then we all relax on a holiday. So then that joint will tend to relax and unwind. Um, so the science behind it is obviously our body has certain levels of recoil and elasticity and has properties based on our tissue. So what um, the cells that our body is made out of, if that makes sense. So by using these techniques, we're working with those natural and inherent properties, those self-healing inherent properties um, to help it relax and to help it heal on its own accord, if that kind of makes sense. It does because a huge part of healing vertigo and tinnitus is actually it's in module four of Rocksteady, the self-study program, and it's learning about the autonomic nervous system. And I guide people to start to notice, okay, what are my triggers to being in fight, flight and freeze in daily life or daily postures or daily choices or daily conversations? Yeah. And how can I use methods and ways that work for me to engage my parasympathetic nervous system, which is my rest and repair system? Yes, yeah. The healing that happens at that hormone level and protein level and cellular level. Mm-hmm. And every living human being is capable of it. Mm-hmm. And every living human being can help to engage it and stimulate it. And this is something that we need to learn how to do. And I often say it's like learning the piano. You're not born knowing how to play Mozart's, you know, amazing concertos, you need to get a teacher, you need to get a piano, you need to actually learn where your fingers go and what the scales are and what the keys are. So it does make a lot of sense. And what do you think is unique to osteopathy in terms of, I think of you guys as quite um, expert in skeletomuscular analysis and connections but I I mean I I don't know if that's correct or not so what do you think is the unique training for an osteopath um so we do a five-year university degree and the large portion of that is um musculoskeletal based so learning obviously muscles joints nerves um and then obviously then um the connections between that so that's the viscera to your organs in your tummy things like that Mm. where I think we come into unique uh will become a bit more unique is that it's not just necessarily the anatomy it's the connection with what we learn from the anatomy to the philosophy of an osteopath and they include things that the body works as a whole structural unit that if something's out generally has an effect on everything else Mm. and that we do we're designed to function and continue functioning and that we have these inherent self-healing properties and as an osteopath knowing my anatomy and how it's 
functioning or may not be functioning is then going to affect how your body is healing, if that makes sense too. Absolutely. And um, this concept of wholeness is, is really near and dear to me. And I love looking not only at the physical, so like how am I digesting food or how are my muscles and joints working and, and posture, looking up, looking down, gardening, all of these things, but also looking at what's my mental landscape, what are my thoughts, what are my worries? What are my underlying emotions? Are there any emotions that I'm not conscious of at the moment that I'm holding on to in my body? So there's that kind of emotional body connect in the wholeness. And then also the spiritual aspect of how am I relating to myself? How am I communicating with myself? What's my inner dialogue? And how am I communicating with the world around me? So again, it's wholeness. It's the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual wholeness. And what for example, could start as a pimple or start as a tight pelvis yeah. could actually turn into a lot of a loss of self-confidence and a lot feeling anxious, not sleeping as well, maybe being short-tempered with your partners or being a bit snappy at work. Or even many clients with dizziness and tinnitus will say they can't concentrate and remember things. Their memory starts going yeah, because their wholeness is so consumed by this new activity in their body this new pain or this new disturbance. So I had another question to ask you, which was coming back to that wholeness piece. Hmm. Um, and it was about, so we understand the, that was a great example, by the way, of saying, you know, I need to put your hip on a holiday so it can relax and it can get that parasympathetic juicy healing going on. Hmm. Do you want to speak a little bit about avoidance behaviors and when people don't let their body go on a holiday or they don't know how to do that yet because they haven't learned. Hmm. And then we end up with um, compensatory behaviors or postures. Yeah. So the healthy parts of the body start taking up extra load to compensate for the unhealthy parts of the body that are weak. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about those kind of patterns and behaviors and where osteopathy might come in? Yeah, of course. So often as an osteopath, I rarely see people just because they want to see me, if that makes sense. They're not coming, I'm just coming in for a checkup. They've usually come to a point, and I use an onion metaphor, where the skin layer of the onion is the outer problem, um, that you're coming to see me and you've fallen in my door, basically. Yes. So what I find is these compensatory layers start to develop. So it might have started with a small rotation in the hips and the pelvis, but over time your body, because we're designed to keep going, will compensate and it'll keep going and keep going and keep going until it can't anymore. And that's when I often see patients, as I said, fall in the door. And I guess the problem with this is, is that because we have this mentality that we need to keep going, we kind of don't touch base with the initial slight rotation in the pelvis and deal with that as something that if I knock this on the head really quickly, I'll be feeling better overall. If and we can return to wholeness. We can return exactly. to healing. And so instead of that, do we get a snowball impact where it can move from the hip to the knee? I know a lot of knee oh. injuries are related to hip alignments. And I even see it work its way up the entire spine and someone presenting with a headache, I might even notice that, their pelvis is out and by treating everything as a whole, we get a really good outcome. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is where I see clients too. They say, I'm really dizzy. I'm really out. I'm not feeling right. 
And it's because they are. They're really out because... I love that. <laughs> they've allowed themselves just to compensate and keep going because they feel they have to. So the reason I said I love that is not because I love you guys being dizzy because I don't, right? My <laughs> mission on this planet is to make sure everybody with vertigo, dizziness, feeling not quite right or tinnitus has an avenue to find healing and find genuine repair. So that is my mission. But what I love about that statement was, let's say your pelvis is, is out of alignment and that could have happened either from birth or from just your sitting habits of sitting with your legs crossed in a certain way and then um, with time tilting the pelvis or maybe it was from birthing and your pelvis didn't quite come back after birthing. So there's many different reasons it can happen. But what your body is feeling is saying, I'm not quite right, like I'm imbalanced. And then that can certainly manifest in dizziness sensations where your internal world is correctly saying, I'm out of whack, I'm out of balance. And then that sometimes isn't an obvious, it's my hips. It can manifest in different ways. And I think for those of you listening, um, many of the people who come and see me have had relationships with osteopaths and chiropractors and they have tried anything and everything. And by the time they come and see me and work in beautiful balance or some of the more intense neuroplasticity therapies for chronic vertigo and chronic dizziness, you know, realigning the spine and realigning the pelvis hasn't helped. And so that means that there's just a different underlying trigger. It's not about the spine or the hip alignment. So for those of you who are listening, you know, by all means, go to your local professionals and check if there's any structural alignment that needs addressing because it might help you. I'm not saying it will, but it's worth trying and your body is calling for something, right? So we have to explore healing. And I think it makes a lot of sense to find an osteopath who's on your philosophical page, speaks your language and supports that journey with you. So one of the other questions I wanted to speak with Christine about was what's your perspective personally yeah. on chiropractors or osteopaths or remedial masseuse specialists who kind of say, all right, come and see me every two weeks or come and see me every four weeks or come and see me every six weeks. And there's this kind of um, codependency being developed. Yeah. What's your perspective on that? Which it's, in essence, it's becoming a crutch. The therapy is becoming a crutch instead of a healing um, inner healing support resource. So what's your perspective on that kind of codependent model? Yeah, so I often say to clients, and this is the first time I'll ever meet them, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you, but I really don't want to see you that often. Mm. Um, and it's nothing on reflection of the client. It's just that I deeply feel that if we're allowing you to get to the root cause of your problem, whether it might be your back pain or your vertigo or whatever it might be, is that you are on that journey and you're going to be healing. You're not allowing me to just fix you because that doesn't happen. Because mm -hmm. if you knew there was a silver bullet, you would have found it ages ago and that doesn't mm -hmm. exist. You have to actually look at yourself and go, all right, what am I being told? What am I learning about myself? How do I heal? Rather than, cool, I'm going to see my osteopath every two weeks. It doesn't actually work like that at all. And that's not how bodies are designed to heal either. Yeah. And so I guess beside that, I just want to also say that I know there's been times in my healing journey when I was very vulnerable and it was nice to have somebody like a gentle osteopath to touch base with once a month or and it just felt like that emotional level. It was nice to lay down, have all the attention on me and have really gentle human contact. Hmm. 
And it's not that I was expecting to be healed or expecting all of my problems to go away, but it was a nice place to touch base and actually be in face-to-face contact with someone. And they might say, yep, I can see that's really improved. It's great. You're on the right track. And that kind of emotional support was what I needed at that time. So I guess for those of you listening, if you, many of the people who see me have got, in fact, I would say close to 100% of the people who see me have got tight neck and shoulder muscles because the inner ear tinnitus, so the noises or the vertigo or the disequilibrium, it often is, is changeable with different head positions. So whether it's, you know, turning or looking or bending. And so because people are afraid of making their symptoms worse, they will naturally grip and lock in, right? So all of those muscles around the shoulders and the neck and the chin and the jaw, they lock in as a protective mechanism that is subconscious. It's caveman and cavewoman stuff. So learning to release that is a process you can learn at home on your own. It's in module one of the Rocksteady process. And so I really question those people who are going to get neck adjustments, honestly, like every month or every three weeks or every six weeks for years on end. Like I think that kind of treatment modality, I think there's obviously some healing that is not happening because it's not going deeper. It's not going to the root. Mm. So if you're out there and you're, adamantly booked into your therapist whether it's an osteopath or chiro whatever and it's like this every month you're getting a treatment i really question whether there's something that's being overlooked you know why isn't it resolving does that make sense to you christine oh completely and that's the other thing too that i often find that there are certain conditions say for example like an acute rolled ankle that would naturally heal over a certain period of time And if it's not healing over a certain period of time, I look at it and go, what have we missed? Who else do I need to help me? Do we need to get some scans? And as I said, I'm not a silver bullet. I don't just give you a fix for what's happening. You actually have to look at how your body's healing, what you are or aren't doing to help yourself, those kind of things. And you might need someone else that, you know, will help with your foot posture or, you know, look at some strengthening or even look at your balance, if that makes sense. It's not just... Why isn't this working? Let's just keep on going, keep chipping at it because it's kind of like if you don't like spaghetti bolognese, why do you keep cooking that dinner? It's not really helping you, you know, enjoy your dinner meal, if that makes sense as well. So I think looking at a larger picture um, really helps as well. Yeah. So I think for those of you who are listening who have neck, shoulder or jaw tightness, I want to let you know that it's possible to unlearn that. You can teach your body and your muscles how to reshape and reset themselves and re-communicate. And it's a very gentle daily practice. It's something, to be honest, you can do it while you're waiting in line to get your groceries. You know, these are things that come with you and they become an adopted part of your, your daily posture. So there's a difference between taking on a new way of holding your body and a new way of treating yourself in daily life. That's vastly different to going to a therapist and getting a chiropractic or osteopathic treatment once a month. You know, there's a huge difference between what can be done in one session versus what you can do in terms of your daily posture and the way you treat yourself and hold yourself. So I wanted to kind of, I suppose, talk about the differences between that. And I don't know if you do, Christine, but I know some osteopaths will actually give home exercises as well. I totally, yeah, I give lots of um, home exercises because it's the same principle. I totally believe that we can only achieve so much in one session. 
Um, and then I often find it kind of comes back to more of that reset. So how your body's kind of lost its way along the track and it's not sure how to get back. By seeing someone like myself, I find um, personally that that reset is enough and then using the exercises then carries on again, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can maintain it and deepen it. Definitely. Great. So Christine Fraser is an osteopath working at the Ballerine Sport and Medicine Centre, which is down near the surf coast, but not in the surf coast of Australia. <laughs> uh, if you would like to get in touch with Christine, you can visit ballerinescn.com.au. So that's the Ballerine Sport Medicine Centre. Is that right? Uh, Ballerine SMC, but yes. Oh, it's SMC. All right. So ballerinescmc.com.au. Yeah. Change that. And I'll pop, pop a link on our video and on the podcast link as well. Perfect. So any parting words that you have, any wisdom you'd like to impart on anyone listening who's feeling, let's say, exhausted, confused, they've already spent way more money than they want to and they're just feeling like totally over it. What uh, would you recommend they do to help support themselves and, and shift into a, a different space? I think a lot of people look externally for help and advice, but I think if you spend a moment to touch base with you and ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I feeling? But this is a really important thing. And then often even just taking that time, and it might only be a couple of minutes to sit with yourself, you'll often come with an answer. And it might be, oh, actually, you know, I need to start to think about this or I need to eat better. I need to, you know, look at my mental health. I need to start to do something else other than trying to project your problems out onto somebody else because I love listening and helping. But if you don't start to take care of yourself and listen and sit with yourself, you're not really going to get any better, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to learn how to be in that self-care, self resilient space but I actually personally think that doing the endless goose chase search outwards so going to every specialist every doctor every kinesiologist every naturopath I think that's also equally important because I think sometimes we have to burn out our questions <laughs> yeah and we need to ask everything externally until that moment comes when we go you know what I think I've got better answers I think if I stop and listen to myself I like my answers better than their answers and then something shifts and we start to go I'm going to start listening and trusting myself because I've asked everybody else and they just haven't satisfied me so for those of you who are still searching take as long as you need if you need another 10 years of searching outwardly that is your journey like just keep asking and I think the time will come when you realize I've actually got really great answers I know what I need and I know who I want to support me through that process and I'm going to reach out and I'm going to get better at this self-support stuff. So, and as I've spoken, you can get coaches, you can get therapists. I've got people in my beautiful balance program doing six months with me and I'm supporting them to become the masters in their own healing. So there are options for you. And when you're ready, that something will show up for you. That divine timing, I think is really a nice way to, to sit with how things unfold. Definitely. So thank you so much, Christine. It's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. There are loads of free resources on my website. If you want more support right now, just um, go to seekingbalance.com.au and get started. So it's a bye for now. Thanks again, Christine. Bye.